With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Ah, yes. Hello and welcome to the show. Tuesday night edition of Sports Day. Hello to our lovely listeners throughout Queensland uh, tonight and hello to Scotty Sattler. How are you, Jace? And also right. listeners, yeah, it's, um, we spoke last night about it's got to be probably one of the most active weekends of, of sport. That's including Friday well, as well. This weekend? No, last weekend. Oh, just yeah, gone yeah, with, it was crazy. No, Matilda's playing twice in four days. The, I forgot the, about the them. Two World Cups and... Uh, the GC500, of course, the rugby league. Yeah, it's just... Tottenham Hotspurs kicked it all off for me on Saturday morning. Isn't it funny? Like, I'm not a huge... Like, I don't no, watch football weekly. I, I follow the results and I, I love looking at the, the highlights. I'm Liverpool only because my son follows them, but I'm slowly become becoming a Tottenham Hotspurs fan because of Ange Postacoglu. There's so many other Aussies now that are finding out what the Hotspurs are doing and how they're going. Mm. After they play, just because of a band, it's uh, it's great. Yeah, and I was watching. It's the first game I've watched, and it was just amazing. Mm. It, it's baseball soccer style, right? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's exactly right. Yeah, Ange ball. Hey, good oil. Thanks to our mates at Cobra Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Can I just say I'm enjoying the chili olive oil at the moment? I don't actually have to add chili to my food. I've got. I've been using the garlic one. I've got that. I yeah. haven't started Instead that. Instead of chopping up your own onion, uh, garlic, and um, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, you don't do that. Beck does that. So what are you talking about? Well, that's sexist. Well, it's the truth, though, in your house. Mm. You walk around with a, an apron on with those fake boobs, don't you? <laughs> that's the only time you cook. Uh, kangaroos and Kiwi team list for Pacific Champions uh, final. Uh, Hines, tell me, after making a wonderful debut for Australia last week. He did, yeah. Uh, he's... he's Maintained his spot in the side, hasn't he? No, yes. no, he's in oh, jersey he's number eighteen again. Poor Nicker. What? <laughs> so Ruben Cotter, who played in the second row, Liam Martin automatically comes in. Um, Payne Haas had come back. Payne Haas, Tino Fasul Malawi. So who's uh, in the front row? Flegler's gone, and also Jake Trebojevic. Right. Yeah, and then Nico's eighteen. So Cotter holds onto that jersey number seventeen. That may change. So we don't know. I'm just sort of thinking if if anyone goes down in the side. So, for example, anyone from seven to one goes down. Well, Benny Hunt can go to seven. Yeah. Go to six. Yep. Um, Munster can play fullback if they have to. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're pretty covered in a lot of those areas. There's plenty of ball players. Yeah. There's no issues with that. Mm. Uh, Kiwis, any major changes? No, all pretty much the same. Right. As well. So yeah, there has been a call for Joey Manu to be moved to fullback, um, but I, I think. You know, I think Joey Manu just should be given a free reign just to just to scoot around the field whenever he likes. Tommy Trebojevic, origin style. Yeah, mm. yeah, good call, Sats. Um, you'll be calling that game Saturday afternoon with uh, Jordan Cornelius again. Uh, 2 o'clock Queensland time. Grab that on SCN or via the SCN app. Uh, Brisbane uh, Tigers offer 
to form a joint venture, a joint venture, I should say, with P&G for the 18th license. I know, you know, everyone wants to join up with them. Oh, it's not that. The North Sydney Bears were the original. They're, they're the original bandwagoners. So they'll say, listen, we'll, we'll hitch our wagon to anyone, yeah, just to anyone, to so we can try and get uh, some games at North Sydney Oval and and some remnants of a North Sydney colours. Bears. But why would P&G? I guess away games, right? Well, I suppose with Brisbane Tigers, who have got a, a, they're steeped in great history. The Tigers won the comp this year, of course, in the in Host Plus Cup. They got a link to the Melbourne Storm. I suppose from a PNG point of view, it's good for them to have a base. So instead of having the base in Cairns, it'll be here. Maybe don't know. Don't know what in the Brisbane. extent of it is, but um, yeah. So the Brisbane Tigers are sort of again. We'll hitch our wagon and let's let's. So have a B- joint, let's have a joint venture. So P and G Tigers. Well, don't know. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe, maybe the the Tigers would just run because they've just built like a sort of a a center of excellence for junior right. pathways development. Maybe they control and run all of the P and G development and would this programs. Be sh- would this be Shane um, Richardson? It is Shane Richardson. Yeah, Shane Richardson. Well, he knows what he's doing. Oh, mate, he's he's outstanding. If I was starting up a club, he'd be the first guy that. That you would get involved, but what about the then? What happens to the head of PNG Rugby League, who's been working with the PM? Look again, we don't know. I what, need answers. Yeah, maybe Richo will become the prime minister. And yeah, <laughs> anyone would be better than that goose. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're an Albo fan. Can I say there's what? been a lot of people saying sports and politics shouldn't mix? Correct. But we need we need politicians and grants. To build stadiums and upgrade stadiums in all sports. Preferably so you, in our country. So you need politics. Preferably in Australia. To do a lot of that. Not $25 million going towards P&G. No, but mate. in other areas, we do, we do need politics to, to yeah, engage Yeah, but then leave that, to, but leave that to the politics. If this like, is about borders... I don't agree. No, I don't agree with, with this stance. It's ridiculous. With the P&G and the federal oh, government. And, yeah. But when people say that sports and politics shouldn't mix, well, mm. we need... We need politics to mix with sport because that's where a lot of the funding and the upgrades to stadiums and whatever it, yep. whatever it may be goes. Before we go to the break, you're still on Team Eddie. Oh, well, here we go. No, I'm on Team Eddie. I'm on Team Eddie because I'm led to believe, and again, you know this. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. After making some, you know, some phone calls myself to people who I believe are pretty closely connected to Rugby Australia, mm. and what happens that Eddie did get in there. And the future doesn't look so bright. Okay, so he's resigned. Uh, mm-hmm. Danny Wadler uh, asked him from Channel 9 a question. Um, good question. In a month's time, we're going to be reading you as coach of Japan? Oh, I don't know, mate. Yeah, at the moment, as I said, I've got no offer. I've got, there's nothing, there's nothing in the horizon. I'm officially unemployed today. Can you categorically state there's never the Zoom meeting? That never happened. That was never part of why this has all happened. Well, I've never had a job offer from Japan, mate. Answer the bloody question, Eddie. Did you have a Zoom you meeting? You did have a Zoom meeting with Japanese rugby. It's been alleged and reported. It, and and several people, several people from what I believe, have actually seen it. Seen the, the footage. The footage. Whether it's a still or video. Now, if he did have a meeting... With Japan, an official meeting, while he's engaged in a in a World Cup campaign, which he did. Well, it's alleged. Alleged again. We don't know. We don't. Yeah. We haven't seen well, any. Well, why evidence. can't he answer the question? Well, if he did do it during a World Cup campaign, it's pretty poor. 
it's pretty poor. And if he wanted to make any stance around leaving mm. the role because he doesn't like what the future looks like for Rugby Australia and whether he was butting heads with, you know, the same people he was butting heads with be- before um, with the same mindset, well, yeah, he should have waited a while, but, yeah. Good oil. For Copper and Mustard, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. You sound disappointed. Now, Sats. Do I? I? I was disappointed two weeks ago. You're finally catching up. No, no, uh, I'm not Grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Break time. When we come back, three burning questions on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Time to get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. I, I'm, I'm going to shout out to you. Me? Yeah. What for? Your son's still at home bludgeoning off you at the moment on holidays. No, he How's went back it all to, going? He went back to Penrith today. He went back to Sydney today. Oh, did he? Yep. And did he have women coming back all hours of the day and night? He did nothing for two weeks. <laughs> nothing. Imagine his life. In, he'd just hang around the Panthers all day, wouldn't he? They'd yeah. have to kick him out. <laughs> Do they feed him? Yeah, they get fed every day. Like Staff breakfast, and lunch players. and dinner? No, lunch. Just lunch? Yeah. Well, you'd take a doggy bag home, wouldn't mm. you? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so you're the... You're he went my, for a run the other day. He goes, went for a run today, Dad. How far? 1.4K. I said... That's not bad. <laughs> is, is that good? not good? <laughs> I walked that with yeah. the dog. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you're my resilience. But no, what, what about Wallabies fans? They're safe, aren't they? They're safe. They are resilient, but they're safe this safe storm season. Well, they're safe from the fact that the Wallabies won't make past World Cup qualification. Well, are you saying they won't oh. qualify? Well, oh, no, saying- they will. They'll, they'll qualify, but they won't get to the quarter. You, well, you're it's safe. Final, it's final 16 in the next one. And it's in Australia. Mm. They, won't, they won't make the final 16. They reckon? No. Are you safe to say... Are you mm. saying you're safe to say that they won't make it? They won't make it. Oh, and the reason is it's going to take a long time to rebuild Rugby Australia. And I heard the news today that McLennan mm. is hanging on. Hamish McLennan. Yeah, I've got things to do. Well, I think you've done enough, buddy. Yeah, you comment. It's safe to say that Hamish <laughs> McLennan's comment when he said, if you don't like it, don't watch it, yeah. is the worst comment of the year. Yeah. Well, yeah, all the doubters don't watch it. Uh, you need us doubters because yeah. you've got no one else. Mm. Anything else you want to throw up? For the safe? Yeah. Um, it's safe to say mm-hmm. for Suncorp storm season, um, it's safe to say that Joseph Suali'i, who was going to a, to rugby. Yeah, yeah. It's safe to say yes. that his money yeah. is not definitely going into his account. What do you mean? Well, apparently, they all learnt last night that they're broke. How are they going to afford to play a kid $1.6 million a year? I owe you. Does that work? Can't pay right now, mate. But uh, it's safe next... to say he'll be asking <laughs> questions whether he's going to get paid. It's safe or not. to say he's asking for his money. <laughs> yeah. I think it's safe to say he could be staying at the Roosters. I wonder if he has a get out clause, and I wonder if uh, Rugby Australia now have a get out clause. Going well, that was Eddie's decision. Well, he's saying that he's a man of his word. He's going to go to Rugby. Roosters now can start signing right more players. But yep. if I'm the Roosters, I'm I'm still holding back. I'm holding back for another couple of months. Right, yeah. Mm. Hey, um, that is our uh, Suncorp Resilient Home Resilience segment. Uh, get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Three burning questions time now. Toolkit Dabo, tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. Well, where's Sam? He's meant to ask us these questions. Daddy uh, Bass does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very quickly, mate, uh, I want you to run through these 
three questions and we'll give you very intelligent answers. Yep. All right, I look forward to it. Well, you've got the names there in front of you, but the Sydney Morning Herald uh, this morning, because obviously the free agency period yep. tomorrow, yeah, is run. And the top 10 players there, where do you think they end up? Now, what are these top 10 players can negotiate for 2025 as of tomorrow? Yes. So go through the 10 players. Very quickly. So number 10. Uh, no, hold on. Let me get Luke Keery, Bradman Best, Angus Crichton, Adam Reynolds, Brandon Smith, Tohu Harris... Tom Dearden, Ezra Mam, Jerome Luai, and Joey Manu. Okay. So They're the I... top 10 best? So you can pick two. All right, go Joey Manu. I'm going Joey Manu. And I'm going uh, Tom Dearden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of the Dragons, though. Depending what club, yeah. If, yeah. yeah. Where are yeah. they going to? How much? Quickly. Joey Manu, 900. Tommy mm-hmm. Dearden, 750. Nice. 800. 750, yeah. Um, question two. What do you reckon when he retires at the end of this summer or halfway through this summer after the New Year's test, what do you reckon Dave Warner's post-career legacy is going to be? Good question. I think it'll be how he handles himself at home in summertime because people forget the past. They only forget what the most current stuff. Well, you're talking about at home, whether he does the washing. No, no, the test series. Oh. The test series at home, how okay. he goes out. I hope he goes out all right. He's no doubt probably one of our top three Top white ball batsman of all time, Australia. Australia. Yep. Mm. Well, top three. He's got to be up there, mate. I'll go uh, sixth. Okay. okay. All right. Um, but I, I think um, I think he'll be remembered as a guy who changed, along with Adam Gilchrist, changed the way you bat at test level. What about the the book that's inevitably going to come out? Because he's got the nuclear codes, really, about what happened at Cape Town. Well, it depends whether Candice... Allows that to be written. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, my, okay. my legacy will be uh, on his day one of the most exciting players in any format. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the nicest bloke sats. For more reports, one of the great yeah. teammates to have. I'm yeah. not a massive fan of him, but you've got to admire how long he has opened the batting for. for I thought Australia. he lost a little bit of credibility when he did that TikTok during COVID with <laughs> Candace Felzon's swimsuit on. What? Mm. I missed that. Did you? It was a disgrace. You Is that an adults-only section no. of TikTok? Was his junk hanging out? <laughs> well, there wasn't much well, well, to, no, 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 there wasn't much to rave Number about. Number three. So. Oh, right. Okay. Number three. It was cold. <laughs> Number three. Well, who replaces Eddie Jones? Who cares? And uh, or, or what does, what's Rugby Australia's next step? Michael Checker. Re- yeah? Ivan Cleary. And then where do they go from there? You've got the coach, but that's not the be all and end all. So where do you go from there? Oh, mate, this is, an, uh, this is a question. He's got to win games. Yeah. You've got to win games. No, it. but you've got to... The coach can only do one thing. But you're talking about the Wallabies or rugby in general? Rugby Australia. Oh, oh. mate, that's a, that's a, we don't have time for that. Mm. It's a burning question, though. Yeah, but we don't have three hours to answer that. I think Stephen... I mean, like Rat was saying, Stephen Larkham shouldn't take the job. It, I think he'll do more harm to his coaching career. But if you're a true blue and love everything the Wallaby stands for, which he was one of the great... Yep, get him in 10, the coaching system. I, I think... I think he'll take it. You know what? Andrew Slack's doing the review. He should be actually taking McLennan's job. Mm. He is so highly regarded in rugby union, particularly in Queensland. Yep. Andrew Slack should be put in as the chair of Rugby Australia. Don't Mm. know if he can do it, but we need someone in there like that. Not doing reviews that Rugby Australia probably won't even take on board. We need him running the game. Mm. If I was Rugby Australia, and that's a really good suggestion, I'd – I'd go after Andrew Abdo as a chairman. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But I think Andrew Slack would be outstanding. And I think we need to – I'm not against, and I got ridiculed for this today in the office, I'm not against someone from Rugby League being the head coach, the the messiah 
um, and setting up systems that work, running Rugby Australia as Wayne a coach. Wayne Bennett. Mal Meninga. How would Mal go with 15 tests a year as opposed to three? <laughs> Will he go all right? <laughs> this is Sports Day. Uh, what do you reckon? Thank you, uh, Sammy. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. In store or online next on Sports Day. Sats and Rat. Uh, caught up with former Wallaby Jeremy Poor to chat about the absolute mess at Rugby Australia. That's next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Here they come, the Welsh. They're over. They twist the knife. And Gatlin's men complete... An absolute humiliation of the Aussies. Aussie rugby hits rock bottom. Sean Maloney there commentating the Wallabies as they crashed out of the World Cup. And it's a strange feeling to wake up up on Sunday morning to hear that uh, Eddie Jones had resigned from his Wallabies job. Some people support it. Some people still scratching their head, a little bit perplexed. And a man that knows a fair bit about... The man, Eddie Jones, is um, he, well, he represented the Brumbies 112 games, 78 mm. caps for the Wallabies. Former hooker Jeremy Paul joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Jeremy? Boys, mate, <laughs> I'm absolutely honoured. Oh, mate. My goodness. So I, I'm not sure how, how you were feeling. I, I was incredibly surprised and shocked at what went down over the weekend with with Rugby Australia. Um Jeremy, what what were you thinking? That, that sounds weird calling you Jeremy. Yeah, I, know, I mean, like what, that, what, what what were you thinking when um, you know you heard the news? Mate, it's it's been a bit of a sideshow of its own. But mm. mate, to be honest, Eddie was was dealt a shit sandwich without the bread. Like he was, it was just it was rubbish, mate. Like it was everything. This is a culmination of of twenty years of poor management by. Rugby Australia in terms of the administration. Um, you know, we had the chairperson make a decision on the coach and it, it taken Ian Foster's situation, right? They did the same. The All Blacks did the same to him and he really should have won. The All Blacks should have won the World Cup. Mm. Um, they would have with 15 men. So I, I just, I, I think they, they went at him too hard. He just didn't have the time, mate. Look, I, when I look at his selection, so there's a number of things that obviously escalated this was his selection and results are, are a given but the selections in terms of the rugby world cup and looking for the future and i, I sort of backed all that like i looked at it and went yeah, yeah i, I yeah. can see that I was yeah, with fair him. enough yeah. Yeah. i just think it was time mate like i just don't think he had enough time and he's trying to rush everything into this very short window before the rugby world cup and and we don't have the stock. Like, I think that's blaringly obvious now that we don't have the stock. So there's this connection between grassroots rugby and super rugby and Rugby Australia is now coming... Well, it's been coming to fruition for many years, yeah. boys. Like, yeah. it's like we, we haven't won anything. We've been competitive at different stages, but just haven't won anything. So, So, I mean, you know, you talk about that, you know, we don't have the stock. There's no magic bullet here. I mean, I I feel like, uh, you know, there needs to be a complete strip down and rebuild of of the infrastructure of Australian rugby. Um, But that's going to take a long time. Can can Australian rugby survive it? Or or do you think there's another option? So the the talk is centralisation, right? 
So when you talk about centralisation from a rugby program to an administration side, so there's two parts to centralisation. Under the rugby program, we should have always come under Rugby Australia, like not in terms of gameplay um, or game plans, more about the the skills that can easily be teached by one approach. So, for example, why is every hooker, young hooker or any hooker in Australia throwing differently and who's teaching them? So there are skills across our game that can easily be taught once mm. and consistently. So if you take a young kid at five years of age and by the time he's 18, he would have had 13 coaches who's potentially coached them 13 different ways. Yeah. There's the low-hanging fruit. Get to our coaches. Every rugby side needs a minimum of two coaches. You need a forward and a back coach because of the complexity of the skills. Like You're saying I out, couldn't coach forwards, um, me? Oh no! Oh no! You could definitely get someone the dark arts, right? That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I get what you're saying, I mean, though. You're, it's, you're a, it's a good point. Well, that was it. So you you look at the coaching side of things, and I did my level four coaching oh, back in two fifteen, two sixteen, I think, and it was the three. The, it was three years of the most. It was a debacle, mate. Like this was seven years ago, and I don't think things have changed in terms of our coaching levels one, two, and three. So, first of all, you've got low-hanging fruit for coaches. Like, we, we need to get participation numbers coming, but no one's there to coach. I, I believe that's the big issue. And when we have skill, particularly with other games like NRL, AFL, making the games as simple as possible so people can actually watch it and understand it. So that's the other thing with rugby, because of the difficulty levels of it and the, the different parts and moving parts to it. Like coaching for me in rugby program, yes, centralisation. But in terms of administration, no. Who's going to trust Rugby Australia who's gone into administration twice in the last two decades? Like, mm. why would why would the super rugby sides... And, and it's, also, it's also worse off for them. From an administration point, look at the Waratahs. If they were successful, the market that they can get for sponsorship dollars within that you know, sort of Sydney market is huge. Um, and for me, from an administration point, it's never been that's never been the issue. It's always been the rugby program. Mm. Like it's it's really where we are in our predicament financially as well. We're broke. Like as a code, we are exceptionally broke. So we've got 2025. We've got the British and Irish Lions coming. So we need to be able to like maximise that financial return, so we can start injecting money back into grassroots. Right. So so there's there's the big issue for me, but. I honestly believe, man, what Phil Wall should do. First of all, we've got to figure out the leadership, right? Who's making the decision? Yeah, yeah. Is it the chairman or the CEO? First point, who's making leadership? Second thing, 87% of players in our super rugby side come from the Reds and and the Waratahs. 87% of players. The Brumbies so were the best side draft this year. System, yeah, oh, yes, yes. and But they're not producing players. No one's producing players. Right. We've also been pretty much locked ourselves into oh, right. private yeah, schools yeah, has yeah. been really as really our only form of talent. So we're getting the fifteenth to twentieth most talented kid. So I look at our stakeholders in terms of our 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 um, grassroots, we've only got the Premier League in Brisbane and we've got uh, the Shoot Shield in Sydney. Like we're talking about what's that, sixteen teams. Get them into a room, all the super rugby coaches and administration, wallaby coaches, nut it out and go, this is the way we're gonna go and we're yeah. all gonna stick to it. I can't comprehend that the game is struggling financially. But in saying that, uh, before we let you go, Jeremy, now Rad has had his opinion and your former teammate, both at Brumby level and also Wallaby level, Stephen Larkham has been mentioned. 
And Rat sort of said, why would he take it? Your thoughts? Yeah, look, he's he's the obvious contender, right, for the Wallaby coach because we don't have anyone else. Like it's, like, it's appalling. We've been now in this situation twice over. Like, we've had to get... Look, I think one more coach. I would go for either Ian Foster, who's just lost his job, so he doesn't have a job. Yeah. Um, or someone like Steve Hansen, man. I'd be gunning for Steve Hansen. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. would. I, this type of role in this situation... Back him, give him all the resources he needs, make decisions, particularly working with the new rugby director when they finally get someone to go into that position and build a program with our grassroots and our super rugby side so it's all trickling from the top to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And before you go, Rat, did you want to tell Jeremy Paul that you scored the last try to win oh. a Flutters Love? <laughs> oh, when we won in 2002, the yeah. last time we won it. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, the no, game I was man of match in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> Last oh, time we won the letters. Like, Touche. Yeah, yeah, nice, oh, nice. Are we going to finish there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finish there Good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Jeremy right. Paul <laughs> from the Wallabies. Boys. Thank you very much for joining us on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. It's time for a sports update thanks to Irrigear. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. That rhymes. I'd never have noticed mm. that before. Uh, the most prestigious individual prize in men's and women's football was awarded uh, last night. Uh, the 2023 Ballon d'Or and Ballon d'Or Feminine. Yep. Um, Lionel Messi or Lionel Messi, the favourite to win the men's award for second uh, extending eighth time. Wow, for record extending eighth time, I should say. He was crowned the men's winner. And Spanish star Atana Bonmardi was awarded the women's one instead of uh, Sam Kerr. She came in second. Yeah. You know what? I reckon she won it because Sam didn't play much in the World Cup. True. I think it's a really good point. I reckon she would have won it if she wasn't injured at World See, Cup. See, the argument was Lionel Messi plays for Miami. In yep. the U, the American League, yep. they go. Hang on a sec. You know, how can you go up against the likes of Mbappe and and it, but World Cup individually won a World Cup? So yeah. it's pretty pretty uh, pretty good argument. I don't think people would argue too much. With yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, well, I said to my son this morning, "Hang on a sec. Like, but he plays for Miami." He goes, "Yeah, but like they won the World Cup. He was the best player yeah. in the World Cup." Yeah. So and yeah. and yeah, and of course, it's that have you heard about stuff. this? Um, uh, police have launched an investigation into that. The death of an NHL. Come on, that's ridiculous. Oh, wrong one. Sorry. National yeah. Hockey League. Adam Johnson is a player. Oh, but that, but, but that was in the that was in the UK league. Yeah. Did you see it? It was horrible. Unbelievable. Look, we're so listeners. You Did you not talk it. about last night? No. Oh, okay. So, a, um, an opponent of the ice hockey, just to make it easy, comes flying across and basically flies his leg up. Collides with someone. Throws his leg up. His leg up, comes up, yeah. Throws his leg up and obviously the blade slices him around the throat. The opposite player. The opposite player kills him. So On the ice. There's an investigation going into it. And so that's the worst bit was, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this one, is when he, he got up twice and there was just blood everywhere. Yeah. It, was just, it was horrible. Mm. Yeah, it's a 29-year-old. I know. But I know. apparently he was was he a former NHL player? Yes, I believe he was. Yeah, he was. A, he was a superstar in the NHL. And he was Johnston, playing. Yeah, and he Johnston. was playing for Tottenham Panthers. Yes, in the UK. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, bad mate. I know. Very it's, bad it's indeed. Terrible. Yeah. So they've launched an investigation to see whether there was any uh, intent 
Oh, there wasn't. But if there's if there's intent, they'll That's murder. Well, intent to go in and maim him, it's manslaughter. There's no way. There was a bit of a collision in front of that bloke. Mm. It's it's horrible. It it's is horrible to watch. And I feel for the person also who did do it. You know, yeah. whose blade actually caused the injury. I mean, he mustn't be feeling too good about himself either. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Um, Tooves, are you ready? Come on, that's ridiculous. You're up next, buddy, on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, welcome back to the show. Um, I don't know if you've seen this video going around at the moment. Oh, we better do this first and foremost. Come on, that's ridiculous. See what's ridiculous? That's ridiculous. Oh, There's got to be an investigation sorry. into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. See what's ridiculous in that last segment we were talking about that ice hockey yeah. incident? I don't really want to talk what's about it. What's ridiculous is that you don't think it's deliberate. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I'm just no, looking at it again. It's accidental, mate. No, no, no. He sees the guy cutting back in, and he deliberately lifts his leg. Well, that's a really, really tough allegation to make. Mm. Yeah. You sure you don't want to take that back? He's going to be in big trouble. You don't want to take that back? Not from a criminal point of view. He'll be in big trouble. He'll get banned for the rest of his life. Have to. Can I change the subject and turn it into something more positive? Yeah, go for it. Because you like me. I, I like to see the good in everyone. <laughs> yeah. but the longest drive competition is just over a week away. You see how much these boys... This is a myth. They're smashing it. So how, how far did this American hit it? Kyle Berkshire, yeah. who's one of the champs, smashed a drive for 579 yards. Five sats. You hearing what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 579 yards. What's that in metres? I'm just doing it now. So 579. 579 yards is 529 metres. Sats. Half a kilometre. That's, that's Yeah, incredible. but did you see the wind behind him? No, well, we don't know whether the wind was behind him or with him. And he was teeing, he was teeing it off an elevated area as well. So you get up amongst the heavier wind. I mean, the wind would have carried it another 200 yards. I did have the audio somewhere, but I just can't find it right now. All you can hear is someone going, whew. Yeah, and then people go, whoa. Yeah. Mm. Mate, it was pretty amazing. I love watching that longest yard. Like, they put DeChambeau. They, they make DeChambeau look like me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I think I can do hit at most the, um, 250. Do they do the Happy Gilmore no. approach? No. But the amount of give in the shaft, have you, like, it's almost like it's going to snap. Yeah. The golf stick shaft, <laughs> mate. Don't look at me like that. I didn't say a thing. You're the one that's got the filthy mind. Have you another one for me? Oh, okay. We'll stay on the, on the, the golf. Tiger Woods stat. Mm-hmm. I love these stats. So the win percentage by a player when they're leading a PGA Tour match after three rounds. So you're going into the fourth day, you're leading. Mm. The percentage win ratio is 42%. That's pretty high. Yeah, so if I'm leading after day three, there's just under a half, ch- a 50% chance yeah. that I'm going to win. Well, that's what 42% So when is. Tiger is leading after day three, uh, 70? 95.7%. Come on, that's ridiculous. So 44 out of 46 times he's led after three rounds. Yeah, that's not bad. He wins. I've got another one for you. Yep. Rugby Australia puts out a media release two days after Eddie Jones resigned saying... We've accepted Eddie Jones' resignation. Come on, that's ridiculous. What's wrong with that? Well, he's already resigned. Mm-hmm. He's already made a public announcement that he resigned, and then in the inbox comes they go, yeah, but you don't Eddie have to... Jones resigns. It's like we already know that, you idiots. You've been a boss. You don't have to accept people's resignation. But they did because he announced. And that's why he did it. He 
So then Rugby Australia, we'll get on the front foot here. We'll send ours out two days later <laughs> and he'll finish up on November 25. Come on, He's that's left. ridiculous. He slept. Can I give you another one? What? The England Test coach, yeah. cricket coach, is one of the former great limited overs players, yeah. Brendan McCullum. Yeah. He has his test team playing ODI-style ODI cricket, basketball. Yeah. yeah. But he's not the ODI coach. No. Oh, right. Okay. Come that's on, ridiculous. that's ridiculous. So you think he should be the coach and get rid of Matty Mott, great Queenslander? I know he's a great Queenslander and, and had great success in the women's game as well. How have they gone so bad, England? Probably because... One of the great modern-day ODI players Owen, isn't Owen. their coach. Oh, yeah, plus Owen Morgan retired, mm. who was one of the greatest ODI captains. They're, going ter- they're terrible, aren't they? They're, bu- they're busted. You know if they don't finish in the they're top... They're going worse than Rugby Australia. <laughs> Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, if they don't finish in the top eight, they don't mm. get to play in the, in the Cricket Champions League. Oh, really? No. So of the World Cup top eight? Yeah. Oh, wow. And just quietly, well done, um, Afghanistan. Picking yeah, up a win against Sri Lanka. They're going to make it, aren't they? Yeah, oh, no, they can't. Well, they can, but they're they're two game, two wins behind Australia and New Zealand. Mm. Third and fourth spot. Break time. We'll come back and wrap it up in a moment. This is Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to About to Go. See the... Um, Dallas Cowboys fans are going nuts again. God. Why, what happened? Oh, we won. Won convincingly against the Rams uh, Monday. Mm. But they're just going nuts. They're they're, they're idiots. They get all excited. Oh, this is it. Mate, we are going to – and again – I, I'm I'm a realist. You call mm. me a pessimist. You are a pessimist. Oh, a pessimist. I am a realist. We play the Eagles in Philadelphia. You get done by thirty. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Yep. Thank you. Mm. So just calm the farm. You're putting a mocker on our boys. Yeah. Dak, if you may not remember, Dak Prescott got sacked three times in the first set of downs against the Rams. The other night. Mm. So let's everyone just relax. My Green Bay got smashed. Oh, mate, what's going on? Mm, don't know. You're missing Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you are. You're missing Aaron. <laughs> and he's dodgy Achilles. What about, what about old mate? Who? Um, from uh, from Minnesota Vikings. Dunny's Achilles. Oh, yeah. Cousin. Kirk Cousin. He is the nicest bloke, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I love quarterbacks that celebrate with their teammates. Mm. And God. And he wears those big, big ass chains as well. And God, mm. he celebrates with God. He just looks like a normal bloke. He's got a fire pit out the back. Sure, his house is worth eighty million yeah. or whatever, but he's got a fire pit out the back. Everyone can have a fire pit, you know. You can have a fire pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't have bears sitting around on logs toasting marshmallows with me. He's just lovely wife, lovely kids. Yep. Pretty modest, eh? And then you've got Patrick Mahomes. Oh. How much is he loving Travis Kelsey? And- oh. Did you see? Tay Tay. Did you see Patrick Mahomes' wife? No, who I, I don't. can't stand. Is her name Candice? It is, isn't it? I don't know. Um, did you see her and Taylor Swift? Oh no! Doing their, when they after the after Kansas City scored, they did their own little hand, personal handshake while the cameras oh. were on. Them. Honestly, I liked Taylor Swift until I saw that. Yeah, I'm off her now. Poor Patrick. Patrick, blink twice if you need our help. <laughs> Seriously. He just wants to play football. No, no. He's... Make a ton of cash and go home to his indoor basketball court that he built at his house. 
That's all he wants to do. I know. He doesn't want... It's an easy life. He doesn't want to be kissing and mm. hugging people on the sideline exactly. every game. Mm. We're going to go. Are uh, you watching SAS? Is that Love still it. on? Yeah. I've got to say, Craig McLaughlin left last night. Oh, hey, Mona. He had... <laughs> He had to leave because uh, his body just shut down. Oh, did it? Yeah. I'm surprised he lasts this long. The AFL girl, yes. um, former player, and, and she's basically hasn't finished much at all. Is the home and away girl? She's still there. Is home and away girl still no, there? No, she was amazing. Um, I know, but she, she's gone? She got injured. Oh, did she? Had to get... Everyone's getting injured this I know. year. It's funny because when Craig McLaughlin had to leave last night, yeah. um, they said, oh, I didn't, couldn't believe I got through to, through eight days. What? It's only been eight days. I thought they'd been going like four weeks. Yeah, right. But it's eight days. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, good chat. All right. Um, <laughs> going to go. That was... Well, you Did need you this. It's been on forever, you realise? So has the block. It's been on forever. Oh, that's finished. Oh, they auctioned this Sunday. Yeah. Mate, I'm going over to watch Love Island tonight. Not for the storyline. That is the worst show. Even Big Brother. Sammy the producer loves it. Even Big Brother's become a little bit like Love Island. Who, mate, I haven't watched Big Brother since my mate is the it Beige Hornet World? was in it. No. Is it Dream World or not? Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. We're going. Catch you tomorrow. Bye. See ya. Goodbye!